This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, August 12th, and let's talk about the weather forecast. On the western side of the Cascades, a very pleasant week is ahead, but temperatures will get toasty east of the Cascades, with highs getting to around 105 in the Columbia Basin, maybe even a little bit more. But let's start with western Washington. Today, Friday, there will be plenty of sun. Highs in the west will get to the mid to upper 70s. It'll be dry. Lows tonight will be around 60. This is about as close to perfection meteorologically as you can get. On Saturday, an upper-level low that has been resident off our coast will swing northward, northeastward into, Brit- into southern British Columbia. The result of this movement of this trough, this low-pressure area, will be an intrusion of clouds and cooler marine air into the interior, with a good chance of drizzle along the coast and in the North Cascades, maybe even some light rain. Highs along the coast will only be in the mid to upper 60s and mid 70s in the western interior. Temperatures will then slowly warm in the west to around 80 degrees on Monday and then into the mid 80s by Wednesday. Why the warming? Well, it's due to the development of an upper level ridge of high pressure over the Great Basin in the interior of the western United States. But expect temperatures will decline sharply on Friday as that ridge starts moving in as a trough approaches. By the way, one interesting aspect of this is that throughout the whole heat wave, if you want to call that midweek, there'll be onshore flow off the Pacific that'll keep us from getting into the really warm situations of the upper 80s and the 90s. Now, in eastern Washington, on the other hand, mid-90s will be the rule today, Friday, and there'll be a few thunderstorms possible in the eastern part of the domain. In fact, looking at the radar, I can actually see some fairly significant thunderstorms north of Spokane and to the south. Uh, Saturday will be a transition to dry conditions in eastern Washington, and temperatures will be in the upper 90s. And as the ridge develops through midweek, expect temperatures to really climb in eastern Washington to at least 105 in the Columbia Basin, especially the lower elevations. In some places, it'll be much more than that, 106, 107. Uh, We have a few more weeks of summer temperatures ahead, according to the models, so enjoy it, because it is inevitable that by the time we get to the end of the month, the normal cooling should start becoming dominant and temperatures will begin to fall. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. This has been a very, very benign fire season for the entire West Coast. Here in Washington State, the Department of Natural Resources uh, collects statistics on fires, both the number and the area burned. And they have found that the area burned in Washington state 
is below average, well below average. And the number of fires is the smallest in 10 years. Virtually all Washington state fires have been large grass fires with only minimal damage. California is also in good shape with far less area burned than normal. There have been a few fires, some relatively large, but the total area is well below its, what it's been for the last decade. In Washington state, our wildfires have been kept down by a moist, wet spring, few major wind events, and the rain accompanying the thunderstorms has suppressed the fires as well. And perhaps, just perhaps, folks have been careful. Although the DNR statistics have shown that the number one source of wildfires has been deliberate debris burns. But as favorable as the first half of the summer has been along the entire West Coast, we cannot put down our guard because historically, the most threatening wildfire period is ahead. The period from roughly August 15th through September 15th here in the Northwest and the period from the end of August into early November uh, further south in California. So why is the upcoming period so dangerous? Let me tell you. For most of the region, it is not about the dryness, the summer dryness. The grasses, bushes, and lighter fuels have been dry enough to burn east of the Cascade Crest and over California since late June. And even on the western slopes of the Cascades, uh, the moisture content of the lighter, more flammable fuels have been very similar to conditions during September 2020, immediately before the large fires in western Washington. So what is the key missing ingredient for major regional wildfires? The answer is wind. Strong winds are key to the largest fires. Strong winds provide oxygen for the burning fuels and help push embers and superheated gases forward, greatly enhancing fire spread. Strong winds also help start fires, such as causing branches to fall on power lines or to promote power line failures. Strong winds from the east and northeast are the most dangerous, and winds from this direction are strongest and most frequent late in the summer and during early fall. So why is this season such a wind season, a dangerous wind season for wildfires? Ironically, because the sun is getting weaker, the jet stream is becoming enhanced, and cold air is starting to push southward east of the Rockies. Yes, cooler air produces strong winds and more fires. Very interesting. During August, the weakening sun results in cooling, particularly over northern Canada and Alaska. The temperature differences between north and south strengthen during the late summer, and weather disturbances, highs and lows, intensify over the northern latitudes. It is this time of year that cooler air masses and, so, and associated higher pressure areas start developing over northern Canada. Keep in mind, cooler air is more dense than warm air, and thus 
the cooler, denser air contributes to higher surface pressure, which measures or depends on the weight of the air above. Some of the cool, high-pressure areas move southward, east of the Rockies, eventually re reaching Montana, eastern Idaho, Nevada, those regions. Some of this cool air can make its way through gaps into eastern British Columbia, Washington, eastern Washington, eastern Oregon. With higher pressure inland and lower pressure over the coastal regions, a large difference in pressure develops between the two, and large differences in pressure produce winds and strong winds. And with and pressure declining towards the coast, these winds tend to have a strong easterly component from the east component. Winds during these situations where cold high pressure pushes southward east of us can gust of 40 to 90 miles per hour, and they can initiate and rapidly expand fires. So in short, late summer and early fall is severe wildfire season in the western United States. Since the bountiful surface fuels like grasses and small bushes are they're dry enough to burn, and on the upper slopes of our mountains, the protective snowpack has melted back. But just as important, the late summer is the season for strong easterly winds or northeasterly winds. And virtually all the major wildfires west of the Cascade Crest have occurred in the season, and most of the major wildfires east of the Cascades occurred this time of the year as well. Weather forecast models are very, very good in predicting the strong wind conditions associated with late season wildfires. And if such winds are forecast, we need to be very careful to avoid igniting fires and we should be ready to evacuate to less vulnerable positions. Finally, I should note that global warming, which will cause the air to become more warm and less dense east of the Cascades during the season, may actually work against the strong winds that produce our biggest wildfires. So global warming may, on one hand, cause things to dry uh, more, uh, more strongly or earlier during the summer, but they might also weaken the winds late in the summer. It's quite fascinating. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.